but this was ultimate fantasy status, like 12 men, Bukaki, like just come everywhere and then pee everywhere. And it was one of my favorite days of my entire life. It was, I was shaking from adrenaline for like 30 minutes after. Welcome to Sweet Release. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Thanks so much for being here. Welcome. So you are a you're a porn star. You're a lot of things. <laughs> I would never refer to myself that way. <laughs> I always feel like star is like someone who's really known and I don't feel that known, but I do perform and I enjoy it a lot. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. You're a performer, you're kind of a content creator. Sure. And yeah, a lot of things. Do yeah. you do you mind giving a little background of how you got into that or just kind of where it all began? Sure. Um, I started in 2010. I had seen a pop-up ad from those live Jasmine sites um, where it said, you know, this woman is live right now and she looked like a supermodel. And I I finally got curious enough and clicked on it because at the time that would have been crazy of like, there's no way this woman is live on camera. And so I clicked on it and she was. And so I was intrigued. I was um, working in Beverly Hills at the time and my partner had just been laid off of his like digital film job. So I thought, well, why don't I try this? I was into BDSM. I was an exhibitionist. Um, I figured I could do it kind of quietly, maybe with a mask and no one would ever find out, which that didn't last very long. But um, yeah, so I started uh, camming and I think the first day I made like $150, $200. And I was like, when can I quit my job? This is amazing. I want to do this forever. So I did that for seven years. Um, And then the last year and a half of it, I also did production work mostly for kink.com and a couple of other companies. Um, Yeah. And then left the industry for five years for a relationship and then got back in two years ago. Oh, wow. So you've been kind of in and out. Yes. Was the relationship not just not comfortable with it or you just kind of needed a little break personally. So I was feeling pretty good about the industry, but I, I fell really hard in love and he was, uh, fine with it kind of involved even in my camming and would help make paddles for people. And, and they all knew about him, but I could sense that he was uncomfortable sharing me. Right. Mm. Um, and so I had already backed off of boy, girl porn. Um, and then, I had basically convinced myself that I was burnt out and should try something else and that I was getting older. So I should maybe, you know, do something that had a little more longevity. So I got into real estate, retired, and then, um, yeah, I wish that had made it feel like he was more in and it almost didn't. So it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And I wish I, I wish I hadn't left. It's probably my only regret. Oh, really? You wish Mm -hmm. you stayed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. But at least now I'm so, I think, extra grateful for having the second chance and being able to do this every day. So at least I have that perspective now. Yeah, that's amazing. What did you like? What kind of keeps you in it? Is it the thrill? Is it your sexual energy? Do you feel like? Yes, and yes. <laughs> yes, 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 and yes. Uh, yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's either the money is kind of the primary um, interest in being in it, or it's like secondary to the adrenaline or sexuality. And I am 
definitely one where the money is secondary. So, I mean, I wouldn't do it for free necessarily. I would do parts of it for free for sure, but, um, I, it's mostly just sexual novelty and thrill and adrenaline chasing in a really safe professional environment where you get to have fantasy fulfillment and get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, um, one of your colleagues or people Mm -hmm. that, you know, Ken feels on, and he was telling me about how you kind of get to share your fantasies to your production, um, you know, people. And is, is that true? Like you kind of get to go in the directions you want to go, or at least give it some direction. Sometimes depending on the company. Yeah. Absolutely. There was a gangbang I did for kink probably eight or nine years ago. And the, the director, um, she asked me, she said, well, what is your actual fantasy of this? And I said, well, I want a dirty bathroom one. I want it to be like this filthy, really aggressive, um, gangbang. And so she said, okay, we'll make it happen. And they dirtied up this bathroom. They had all the PAs right on the walls and, um, they even fabricated a fake, um, like plastic bowl so they could shove my head in the toilet, but then have a shot facing up into the bowl where I, I was screaming into water. And so they had an insert shot of that. Um, she also themed it with twin peaks. Uh, so that was extra, (laughs) But, but I did get to choose kind of my fantasy and, um, every so often you'll get that where they'll say, well, what kind of direction would you like it to go within kind of the, the theme for the day? So that one was special. Yeah, that's a, such a creative idea. Is <laughs> that fun. just a, a dream that you had? And you're like, that's I need to make this reality. <laughs> I guess so. I think most of my oh, sorry. Okay. Most of my um like sexual interests are around like submission and objectification and being used by like multiple men. So it really was like a perfect day. Oh my god, fun. Yeah. yeah you yeah, you said you have a BDSM background and Mm -hmm. and lots of kinks kind of where did that start or how did you start dabbling into the kink community? So it's interesting. I, I don't have like a certain point that I can point to that I can actually like draw upon, but ever since I was young, um, like Disney movies where the girl got captured, I wanted to be her so badly. (laughs) And I didn't, whenever the hero would save her, I was, I, I didn't like that. Like, no, no, no. I want her to be kept by the evil person and like used. And I, but I didn't, of course I I couldn't like sexualize that as a, as a kid, but I was drawn to it. Um, even in elementary school, I would play this game with a couple of girlfriends of mine where we were cheetahs. We all had magic powers and we were different, like the cat cheetahs. And, uh, one of the girls one day, like tied fake tied me to a tree. And every single time we played that game afterwards, I did that kid thing where you're like, no, don't, don't tie me to the tree again. (laughs) So for whatever reason, I've just always been drawn to it without any, um, like trauma or like, I've never had necessarily a negative experience, um, or something that I'm dealing with, like using that to deal with any trauma. So I'm not sure where it came from, but I just have always been really hypersexual and it's lean toward BDSM. Yeah. Yeah. It's unique. Like some people, there are the occasional like traumatic kink that comes through, but I'm a, I'm definitely a a supporter of, you know, the fact that we are who we are and Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really come from anything. Sometimes fetishes do happen at younger ages. Like, 
but it, it's just kind of our minds are our minds and our bodies are our bodies and we just like what we like. Right. <laughs> as long as it's like consenting adults. Right. And I, I just, yeah, that's how I feel about it too. And, and especially with camming for so many years, there was a lot of one-on-one chat and people would pay per minute and they felt safe to share what they were into. And it was stuff that you couldn't necessarily go and look up. So I just am fascinated by really unique, specific fetishes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get a lot of those questions frequently. (laughs) (laughs) Does your community often reach out to you? And, and, um, yeah, like, do they feel, do you feel like you're healing a lot of people in that space or is it mostly about pleasure and, and having fun? So I didn't think so. But then when I came back in the industry after five years out and people that I had, um, uh, like that had been fans of mine through camming, they, like, I, I just got flooded with stories about how they remembered me and someone had met like their wife at one of my events that I had thrown. And so he Mm -hmm. wanted to thank me for that. And I had messages about, um, how grateful they were that I had, I had, provided this safe kind of judgment-free space in my cam room for years for them. And that they had, you know, then were bold enough to go out and go to events, um, and express their fetish without shame. And so I did get some messages like that. And that was really heartwarming because on the performer side of it, it can be pretty selfish, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I am just living out like all of my sexual fantasies and, you know, (laughs) people are watching and masturbating, but I don't really see them. So that was nice to know that I had touched people in some way that was like fulfilling for them too. Yeah. That's the best part of this podcast too. And the Mm -hmm. the content I've been creating is, is, is those people that are like, you've helped me grow in my relationship, grow in myself. And like, yeah, heartwarming is the perfect word for it. It makes me want to cry. Like some days, <laughs> some days are tough. Um, he, yeah. Like how do you deal with, you know, you're in an industry that has a lot of stereotypes and, mm-hmm. and how do you prioritize like your, your mental health and, and just like self-care in general? I for guess. me, it's easy because we're in such a lovely bubble of mm-hmm. people who get us that people in sex work, they feel like my people. Like I can be completely authentically myself without having any judgment or shame around sexuality and me expressing that. Um, so I just, um, I don't really interact with people who aren't accepting of me very often. And I am pretty bold now, especially coming back in the industry with, if someone asks me what I do, I say, I do adult film and I like to educate if I can, you know, about what that actual experience is, because I think it's different than the stereotype of what people think it is, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it hasn't really been that much of an issue outside of, you know, half my family not wanting to be a part of my life anymore. Besides that, um, I think the tides are shifting at least a little bit when it comes to the stigma. I've seen it over time with being out and then being back into it. It feels like it's more accepted now. Um, yeah, it's a lot more about ethical porn and just like consent checks Mm -hmm. and all of that now, which is really nice to see. Yeah. And it was when I was in before, like nine or 10 years ago, especially working for companies like kink.com, it was pages and pages of checklists and Mm. consent and check-ins and making sure that you were comfortable. Um, I do feel like that has been amplified, especially since Me Too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now on sets, it's it's almost an overcorrection. It's so extreme of, are you sure you're comfortable? And, you know, it's, it's very sweet. And I'd rather it go that direction than the other, of course. For sure. Do you mind opening up about your family? Like, how was that for you? 
Yeah. Devastating. devastating. It was fucking oh awful. God. Yeah, it was really close to my mom growing up. I considered her kind of my primary emotional support person. And um, when I started camming, I knew that my family wouldn't be happy with it. Right. My mom was a lawyer and um, they always like wanted me to do something different. And I even had my own views about women who did sex work um, just from how I grew up and how people talked about women who did porn. You know, I assumed that it was a last resort or that they weren't intelligent enough to do something else. Um, and then when I started camming and meeting the other people who did what I did for a living and the other women, um, I was just so blown away by how intelligent so many are and authentic and in tune with themselves. And it's just that I'm comfortable expressing this publicly you know, and other people aren't, which is fine for them. So after a year and a half of lying to my parents, I came out to them over webcam, which was, you know, ironic, but, um, my mom was fine at first and then talked to a therapist and was not fine after oh, that. Really? So that was very interesting. Yep. And I, I dumped a lot on her. I was like, I, do sex work and I'm into BDSM and also I'm bisexual and I'm so sorry I've been lying to you. Oh no. <laughs> so, <it's an> unload. <laughs> so I went, I went a little hard. Um yeah. And so uh we exchanged some emails and she just didn't really want to have a fulfilling relationship with me. It was like a text twice a year, maybe. Mm. And um so I eventually went no contact and said the door is open if you want to have a meaningful relationship with me. Even when I was retired and did real estate, she didn't really have that much of a connection. So, um, yeah, that door has been open for a relationship, but it's uh, she's holding her ground for like the last seven or eight years. So I've grieved that and done a lot of therapy. And um, I'm very lucky to have a nice relationship with my dad. Yeah, that that sucks. Yeah, yeah that's such, <laughs> I can't imagine that. That's the worst. And I get a lot of people reach out to me fearful about their family, not accepting them, excuse me, about their family, not accepting them or friends or just feeling so much shame and guilt Mm -hmm. for who they are. Do you have any kind of insights of, of like, you know, maybe those people or what you would, I mean, you've been kind of through it all. Sure. And, and I would do it again. Yeah. I, because I'm so happy and I'm so fulfilled and I'm so grateful every day for this life. I I say it a lot, but if I could build my life from scratch, I would choose this one. Mm -hmm. Like it, it really is that wonderful for me. And so now at least I know that that love from my mom is conditional. Right. And so I don't know if I would have wanted a relationship with her without knowing that, right. That something I can do could make her not want to be a part of my life even though it's consenting adults, even though I'm not in any harm, I'm not being unsafe. Um, so I, being in touch with exactly who I am has made it so I don't have any regrets. Um, so following that path, I think is the right one to follow, even if it's hard and even if you aren't accepted for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. If someone came to you and was like, I want to do what you do, like, Mm -hmm. would you be like, yes, do it? Would you have any advice? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's perfect for me. And so if someone is, you know, of age and is really excited about their own sexuality and strong in their boundaries, I, I definitely recommend it. I mean, I, I can't think of any other job I've had that I've been this excited to go to work. (laughs) So, um, but it's not for everybody, of course. And I know a lot of people, grow up with shame around their sexuality, or maybe they do a shoot or they get on webcam and they feel maybe 
icky about it or it doesn't sit right with them or some aspect of sex work doesn't feel good inside. Mm-hmm. And I don't recommend it for that. If that's the way you feel about it, then I don't think it's the right path. But if you um, get a thrill out of expressing yourself this way and you're working with companies that respect you and your body and your consent and other performers who do, then I think it's great. Yeah, definitely feel it out first. I right. say like really imagine it and sit with it and feel the sensations before you do it. Right. Yeah, and it's out that. there forever. Right. So, I mean, luckily I, I do think the stereotype is, is getting a little bit better and the stigma is a little bit better, but know that not everyone feels, you know, great about it and that it will affect all of your future employment and, you know, possibly your family life and possibly, you know, having children and having partners and things like that. So just, you have to really, really love it. I think. Yeah. Even for me, you know, coming going out public about, you know, my sexuality, my lifestyle and, and kink and all of that was tough in the beginning too. Like it shocked some of my family and, and yeah, I felt a bit of shame in the beginning, but then I went back to like, you know, I'm doing this. I love this. It feels really good to do it. So I definitely can relate. (laughs) I love that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Has everyone kind of come around? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just the initial like Facebook share. That wasn't the <laughs> I did. I did one of those too. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh. oh shoot. You know what? Yeah. That's where all my parents and grandparents mm-hmm. and like church family, like all mm-hmm. of, all of that. And I think that was like, I was like, okay, boundary crossing. I learned, you know, yeah. and even talking about, you know, certain f- family members, like, um, you know, I just realized that a a lot of people that are close to me are private people. So I had to respect those boundaries and I'm always talking about boundaries. So it was so devastating for me to find out that I like crossed people's boundaries that I love so much. And so it was like, dang, you know, I was, I learned, I learned what a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's just, yeah. And the Facebook, I think is not my avenue anyways. (laughs) I was just so excited and I was like, I'm launching this channel. I did the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so it was, you know, I, I mostly use Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And now I have the podcast, of course, everywhere. But, but yeah, that was a bit of a, a shock for, you know, my parents and, and people close to me. But yeah, they came around. They're very supportive. I still think I don't tell them everything. Sure. I send my mom some of the shorts that I know she'll like. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she hasn't listened to like a whole episode because the majority of my episodes, you know, are about sex and kink. And it's still kind of, it's just a lot, you know, right. for that generation. I think they're still uncomfortable to talk about that sort of thing. I still. think so. And then also when you mix family with that too, it's like, I, you know, I'll never be explicit or, you know, speak about my sex life personally with my parents or my family. Yeah. It does feel like that is a little bit of a line crossing, but for sure it's, it's sweet. I'll, I'll get support over for the things that, um, excuse me, that aren't necessarily related to that. Like, um, my stepmom recently was like, was like, Oh, show me like what dress you're getting for the awards and stuff. And I'm rooting for you. And, Mm, you you know, so, so that's, that's taken 13 years (laughs) to come around (laughs) to that. But I feel like you can kind of share. You find some aspects of it when you're in a relationship and you try to find where you overlap with kink and like your fantasy fulfillment, you kind of have to find that with people you love, like, where can you overlap? Where can you find that support and that 
connection. Yeah. So amazing. Um, sexuality. Are, are, do you ever play with women in shoots or are you straight? Yeah. I uh, consider myself bisexual. Um, I lean a little bit toward men and romantically I'm only interested in men, but sexually I'm interested in women and have, gosh, been with dozens and dozens and <laughs> At this point, um, my my partner that I was with when I was out of the industry, we dated women together for about three of the five years that we were together. Um, so during that time, it was nice because it was women outside of the industry and I was a lot of women's first experiences. So it was really fun to have like we had kind of a dungeon room and all of these really fun things to play with. And so for people who don't necessarily always explore their sexuality, for them to feel safe and um open to explore things and to facilitate that was really fulfilling for me so yeah lots of women lots of women <laughs> yeah i wore my pussy necklace today i, I saw like, it you have the pussy power so i was like i'm gonna channel my pussy power today I love too that. yeah my partner and i date women too we love it i i definitely consider myself bisexual as well mm-hmm. um yeah. How did you find women for that? Or just organically or on dating apps or on dating apps? Yeah. Um, there was like field, you know, yeah. like the, that's kind of like more geared toward threesome and threesomes and kink and mm-hmm. things like that. So, and it was really fun. I like one of the women too, like we're still really good friends to this day because nice. it was just such a, a, a nice experience, but, um, yeah, we used dating apps. Um, it was tough because there were like no other men involved. Right. And it was only women and I'm not romantically interested in women. So it was just fun. And then, um, he fell for one of them. And so, yeah. Oh no. (laughs) It's the (laughs) one thing that you don't want to happen. Uh, And she was interested in me too. And I just was like, I can't get there. That's not what I'm here for. My relationship was my priority. We weren't poly. It was just supposed to be casual. Um, And then it just, he got in too deep. And I said, unfortunately you have to choose. And he chose her. Oh my God. And so I said, okay, five years. Like, I guess we're done here. And then um, at the time it was devastating. And now I'm so grateful for it because I got back in the industry. They broke up after like a year. So satisfying. And then um, (laughs) I told you you were a terrible match, but that new relationship energy is really strong. And I I can't blame someone for catching feelings. It just felt like I wasn't the priority anymore. And so now I've completely made myself the priority and I'm just single and free and happy. Would you consider yourself monogamous or do you, I mean, you did have that open kind of relationship style. Um, Romantically, I consider myself monogamous. I, I'm the way I describe it is I'm either everybody or one person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I get those blinders on um, and then I just focus on one person, but it just hasn't fully worked out in the way where I felt like I could be completely myself in a relationship. Like the most authentic I've ever been is now um, being single. So I'm a little bit wary of any of those kind of feelings and just trying to explore my career and my sexuality on my own. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you compartmentalize, um, like the sex career with your normal life? Like, I'm curious if, um, you know, like if, if there's a lot of connection and communication that goes into these, these shoots, or if it's just kind of like, okay, we're here today. This is what we're doing. (laughs) And then you like go on with your life easily. Or do you feel like you have to have like an emotional connection? I guess. That's a really good question. I, um, 
this entire kind of existence and job and lifestyle feels like it all is um, like meshed together. Mm -hmm. So I really value the connection that I have with the performers I work with. I get off on that. I really like having it's basically an excuse to be intimate for a day you know, and really get to know somebody and have that connection and have that roller coaster of, you know, a sexual rush and then high five and be buddies. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing else there that complicates it. There's no game playing. There's no, you know, someone trying to like pretend they want to be in a relationship with me so they can get in my pants. Like it's so cut and dry in such a beautiful, transparent way that it doesn't, it doesn't fuck with my head, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, so it all feels like it just kind of flows together. It feels like I have all of these friendships that are genuine, um, that I don't have to compartmentalize. Um, but I can still, you know, be thirsty at on Twitter (laughs) and respect their relationships as well, whatever their boundaries are. Um, but I can have these wonderful sexual connections that are fulfilling and feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's great to hear. (laughs) I, w- I would love to talk more about kinks. I know we dabbled into it a little bit earlier. Oh, yes. You are a kinky woman. <laughs> what You said you're an exhibitionist. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things are you into or if you're comfortable sharing? Oh, gosh, always. Yes. Um, uh, I'll share myself everywhere. <laughs> True, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, my uh, main things are like objectification, like being used as like a set of holes, like a fuck doll, fuck toy, that mm-hmm. kind of idea. Um, I like pain. Um, And all of this, of course, is like very specific to the situation and the energy and the person. And I've definitely gotten pickier as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some some people where you're like, that's adorable. I'm too old for this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You're not dominating me. I will probably dominate you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, just the idea of I feel like I'm so in control and calm and collected and organized in my normal life that it's Mm. nice to kind of blank out a little bit. And that's hard to do on camera. So if I can find a moment where I can just click out and be a sex object, um, that's really fulfilling for me. So I love that as a kink. And I've probably tried most things. (laughs) So (laughs) so it's, it's rare that I get a first these days. Yeah. Do Mm -hmm. you try most things on camera or is that in your like personal life where you're exploring first? Either. Um, sometimes it's nice to have the, um, the opportunity to, to do it on camera because there's people watching, which I love. And then you're also in a controlled environment with tested people, with people who are vetted and Mm -hmm. are safe. So recently, um, there's a website that I've been masturbating to for like 10 plus years. Um, German Goo Girls is the name of it, but it's basically like men in masks and women, it's just gangbangs. And there's also like pissing gangbangs. And so that was something that I've watched for forever in my Mm -hmm. personal life. And I found out they were opening up production. And so I messaged them, I emailed, I tweeted and went to Germany a couple of weeks later (laughs) and shot for them. And so I hadn't done any of like the P stuff um, on camera. I'd only done it in my personal life with a partner a couple of times, but this was ultimate fantasy status, like 12 men, Bukaki, like just come everywhere and then pee everywhere. And it was one of my favorite days of my entire life. It was, I was shaking from adrenaline for like 30 minutes after it was the most primal letting loose, just feeling exactly how I wanted to feel in a sexual way. Um, with no 
judgment or shame. Everyone was stoked about it. They invited me back. I'm going back in a couple of weeks to do it again. Um, So that opportunity, it's so hard to arrange something like that in real life, Mm -hmm. right? Because the second someone finds out you do this for a living, their dick usually doesn't work, (laughs) you know, because they get in their head and they worry that you're comparing them to other performers or whatever. So to be able to arrange something with multiple men with like, um, like the P element, that's also difficult to do. Um, and you have to be in the right mindset for it or else it's just kind of gross. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up because I actually had a recent question from a listener that feels a lot of shame because they're into piss play. Oh, so yeah. And I actually had a girl's night recently and my friend was like, I peed on my man. (gasps) And I was like, describe everything. She's like, I straddled him and he was just laying down and just peed on him. (laughs) I was like, oh fuck yeah. Yeah. So how can you describe like, cause I've actually never done piss play. Mm -hmm. I've done it in the shower for like fun and playful, but it was never a sexual setting. So what is that like with all these dudes? (laughs) Like, do they all pee on you at the same time? Uh, so they took turns. It started in a different bedroom with one of the, because there are three to four talents that, um, that you have sex with. And then the other ones either come in for like a cum shot or come in for piss, right. Or both throughout the day. I did two scenes. Um, so they like, they like all dragged me to the shower um, and then kind of took turns peeing in my mouth. Like I swallowed, like it was, I wasn't sure if I was going to be down for that. And then once I did it, I was down for it. Um, yeah. Once you're in the moment. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing is just getting in that mindset. I know that people like it for different reasons, right? Some people like it just because it's so taboo and primal that, that they get off on that concept of it. I like it from like a degradation kind of humiliation mm-hmm. or um, like, this is what I exist for that sort of aspect yeah, to it. Um, yeah. And I, they were really great. They made sure all the guys hydrated. <laughs> like they just took turns like while I was getting fucked. Um, oh, so great. Ugh, I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, oh, so it's not out yet. <laughs> no, no, I'm dying for it to come out. Oh, I've been sharing okay. screenshots. Oh, but, nice. Ugh. That's fun. So yeah, did in the moment, like, is there a lot of foreplay leading up to that or you're just kind of all warm and ready for it? Like, um, you- I, it, the only foreplay was like me fucking for a second and then being dragged by all of them into the next room. So I was mm. lucky that that spiked my adrenaline right. enough to be absolutely into it. And just that there were two cameras and that it was so intense. Um, I would say that I probably, at least in my personal life, when I've played with it, it's helped to have my partner be really dominant, um, help put me in that headspace of feeling very submissive before mm-hmm. we actually did it. So that helps. Yeah. I think that's how I imagine it happening mm-hmm. is yeah. The, the getting degraded part or just being dominated part yeah. would be the part that would turn me on. I think I'm not super into degradation. So I think I'd have to just like tap into my like submissive side, but yeah. it, it is something that I've wanted to try. So how exciting. It's cool to oh. <laughs> have it normalized more and more because I know people feel feel weird about just that unique bodily fluid. But I feel like squirting, I mean, I know it's different, but mm-hmm. it's still that kind of urethra sponge or whatever. And yeah. so I feel like that just all things that are wet and <laughs> wild, <laughs> I'm into. I love that. <laughs> and I think things have changed too. So when I was in the industry before, maybe eight or nine years ago, I turned down a shoot where I would have had to pee because I didn't want that to be my image, Mm. even though I had some interest in it. And now coming back in more and more people do it. It's not something that will get you 
put into a niche that you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. I think just almost everything has broadened when it comes to the type of performers you work with, the type of fetishes that you do, that there isn't much out there anymore that will, that will make people side eye you, at least in, you know, the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Um, yeah, you also are kind of in this stepmom or mommy, right? I think your Instagram is like something about you being a stepmom, right? Yes. I'll be your stepmom is what my Instagram bio is. (laughs) Yes. And that was all just based on my age. Right. So when you re-entered, was that? Yeah. When I re-entered, um, I, it, anyone over 25 really that has big boobs. It's like, you're, you're a MILF just so you know, even if you don't have children, (laughs) this is what you are now. So I'm 38 and I got back in a little bit over two years ago. So I was right into that category, which I was fine with, right? Like there's just so much work in it. And I've heard it described by a director as there's a lot of demand and not a lot of supply because if you're in the porn industry younger, a lot of women go get married, go have kids and they don't come back in. Um, even though there's, there are new 18, 19, 20 year olds every day getting recruited off Instagram or wherever from agencies, um, women, not a lot of women who are close to 40 wake up one day and go, you know, I should do porn. Some do, but, um, so there's a, a ton of work for women of this age and I'm not sure why it's so popular, but I that's a, probably a majority of my shoots is me working with a younger performer as like an older adult figure. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that role play is, mm-hmm. is very common. Yeah, it is. And it's fun. It was something that I never thought I'd be into years ago, but then I had a partner. Um, when I first got back in the industry, I, I was in a relationship for a bit and he was switchy. I had never been mm-hmm. with, uh, I had always been with dominant men. And so he did both. And there was one time we were just kind of role-playing. I felt really comfortable and not judged with him. So we'd do these crazy role plays that were funny and silly and hot. And he was like sucking on my nipple. And I just had this thought of, I, I want him to call me mommy for some reason. Yeah. And it was so shocking even to me because that wasn't something I was ever into, but I told him cause I felt safe mm-hmm. and he was like, let's explore it. So when I started getting all these shoots, I had dialogue ready to go. Nice, <laughs> and right. I was kind of into it, especially with younger performers. You know, it is this, it's um, like a nurturing feeling that's mixed with this taboo sexual part. So it's this, let me take care of you, sweetie. And then also dirty, raunchy, sexual. And it's just fun to say the craziest shit you can think of on set, depending on the company, you can get like really, really wild with it. And that's nice. really fun to do even while you're having sex of like, what can I say that like would trigger somebody who has this fetish and like make them more into it. Is that something you think about before the shoot or does it just come to you in the moment? It just comes to you in the moment. Yeah. 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 A lot of them are, are like an outline of a script and then you kind of improv through it and you just hit mm. certain points. Um, and those are my favorites. Yeah, the mommy, daddy, little girl, little boy is a very common kink. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's fun to play that out or even infantilization. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've always, I, I remember having a foursome with uh, a mom and she was, had just had a baby. Like, I think she was still breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, oh my God, this is my dream. <gasps> like, wow, I've always wanted to like taste breast milk, like in a sexual setting. Like, I just mm. think that would be so sexy. And yeah, I felt like I was tapping into like that baby energy a little yeah. bit. And I was just, yeah, 
tit in my mouth and I was so obsessed and it was squirting everywhere. Like I didn't know all those little holes. they have like so many? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a a news, yeah, new for me, but I I loved it. Oh, I love that. I love that you were able to explore that too. There was one time I worked with a a woman who had had a, a kid kind of recently and I, like we had done a video together and I went to like like suck on her breasts and, and it was something sweet. And she like later apologized and was like, you know, I'm still sometimes. And I was like, no, it's fine. It wasn't necessarily my kink, but I also loved that she was comfortable enough and not super embarrassed about it. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet. So yeah, it's yeah, hot. It's, it's hot, hot for sure. For some people, you know, everyone's different. Of but. course. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but I, I watch a lot of like nipple sucking porn because I'm super into that, mm. but I don't necessarily love it crossing over into lactation for me personally. So it's like this weird thing to try and find this very specific porn. Yeah. <laughs> so I like being able to do it. When you play out the the mommy or the stepmom, do you often like do, are you like switch? Like do you dominate as well? Or are you, do you prefer being on the submission? submissive side. I still, I think in my heart of hearts, am submissive. I think that's where I have the most sexual fulfillment and where I feel most primal, right? Mm -hmm. That feels like where I enjoy it the most, but because of my age and because of these roles, I'm almost always in a dominant role and it's not super heavy kink. It's like, I'm seducing the young, you know, office worker, or, you know, I'm, I'm the, the hot mom down the street and I'm going to convince you to, you know, to fuck me or (laughs) whatever. So a lot of times I'm dominant and I've gotten more comfortable with that and enjoyed it too, but it feels more like I like it and I enjoy it sexually, but it's just not the same as being submissive. So I, I like the creative challenge too of it. That's true. It's yeah. it's good to push your boundaries. Sometimes you learn stuff about yourself or. Right. Yeah. It's nice. and, and I don't have a choice really. Like if I'm booked for this, you better fake it till you make it. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. and I, I think getting older and having more confidence and feeling better and better about myself helps with being dominant. Mm. Right. So if you don't feel that great about yourself, it's hard for you to say, well, you should worship me or you should do this because I say so, or aren't I amazing? Like you can't, it's, it's hard to really embody that unless you genuinely feel confident. Yeah. Do you ever struggle with insecurities? You, do you always watch your shoots and everything or? Oh gosh. Um, I don't really watch my shoots. I'll watch what people put on Twitter so I can retweet it. And, and I feel mm-hmm. pretty good about most of it, but you just don't have any control. So once you are paid for the day and you give over rights to that content, it goes everywhere and they pick whatever pictures they want and they pick whatever clips they want and whatever angles. So, um, I definitely critique myself. Of course, you know, I can find stuff, but, um, over time it's gotten easier and easier. And I just really focus on working out and getting all of my beauty treatments done so that I feel as confident as possible. So I, I've probably never felt better about myself, which is so funny. Like if I had this confidence in my twenties, I feel like I could have taken over the world Mm -hmm. instead of being like, I hope that boy likes me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we all go through that phase. Uh Uh (laughs) Yeah. Your body's incredible. Thanks. Are your boobs real? No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. No, I got them done uh, right before I got back in the industry, totally unrelated Okay. because they had kind of like deflated and I had loved my tits in my twenties. I would like flash them at bars and stuff. Nice. And then just like weight gain, weight loss, getting older. Um, and then I had them done, but I wanted them to look as natural as possible. Like that was my own personal aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So it just lined up perfectly with getting back in the industry. I like got back in with a revenge body from my ex <laughs> just on accident. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you for leaving me for that girl. Yeah. 
well, I would love to know, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up a little, I would love to know the last time you've had that sweet, sweet release, whether it's solo, <laughs> with a co-star, with a, <laughs> with a lover. Well, I masturbate pretty much every night, okay, um, nice. whether out of just boredom or like a quick, a quick excitement, but there's nothing like the, the orgasms that I have with a partner, of mm-hmm. course. And if you can get into it mentally, that's really nice too. Uh, last night, nice, <laughs> the, yeah. the last time I did, <laughs> I stayed with a friend, uh, that I've met at these like very fancy sex parties. Um, and cause it was close to this location too. So like oh, that perfect. worked out and just, hours of fucking I can't remember the last time I like fucked for that long so I'm a little sore right now talking to you which is great and I had like that feeling amazing orgasms and lots of like mommy play but also being submissive so I feel great good morning I know yeah great morning do you have any favorite toys that you like to use oh the the old trusty Hitachi. Yeah, uh, mine too. Mine's right over there. Yep, in yeah. the nightstand. Yep. <laughs> at, at both of like, yeah, both the places I stay, I have my Hitachi in the nightstand. So nice. I won't touch anything else for my personal use. Okay, yeah. cool. Are you into anal pleasure and that sort of thing too? Or So I, I like the concept of it. And then I did some anal shoots when I was in the industry before, but it's so stressful to do it for work. So you mm-hmm. have to clean out the night before and you're doing it on like camera with a stranger who probably has a giant penis and Mm -hmm. it's just very, very stressful. And I don't like it enough to do it for work anymore. So this time in the industry, because if you do one, then everybody wants it. So I just said, you know what, I'm not doing it. I don't really do it in my personal life very much. Um, DP feels great. Like having one in each hole feels really good, but it's just not worth the clean out and having to get used to it again and stretching out. So I love rimming. Like I love outside play, Mm -hmm. but I just have too much anxiety about a mess or like in a personal relationship, it's easier because your partner is like, it's fine, you know, but in front of the internet, I think I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm good. good. So you've made some boundaries for yourself. I have. And it hasn't stopped my growth in the industry. I I don't think, I mean, try, I guess I could have a little bit more shoots, but I wouldn't enjoy my job as much. Mm-hmm. Are you a supporter of lube? Like, in yeah. Shoot? okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh lube. yeah. No, I love lube. Okay, Sometimes cool. I don't need it. And a lot of times <laughs> you do for whatever reason. And yeah. I think more productions are um, being more open to just having it out and having it be part of the action and showing that that is a part of it. A lot of times is mm-hmm. like, you'll just reach over and grab a pump and like throw it in. Yeah. Yeah. I love nice. it. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, the same girls night I had a few um, days ago or last week that we were talking about butt sex as well. Cause two of my girlfriends like are obsessed with it. Oh great. Yeah, and I'm like one it. of those people that it's like, mm, I'm like one or two, twice, <laughs> two times a year kind yeah. of girl. <laughs> Birthday. Like yeah. I feel like I get that tingle and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I want it, you know, but it yeah. doesn't happen often for me. Um, but yeah, similarly more like outside rimming or fingering or that sort of thing. But Anyways, the point was my girlfriends are like, I never use lube. Like I'm always just wet enough. And I'm like, really? Like I, you're 31 year old. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I mean, I don't know. You're young and and I, I get really wet too, but I've always used lube for anal. So I was just curious if, if you support. <laughs> oh yeah. I always for anal. I mean, and for vaginal, it, I have to kind of be in a mental place where I'm really turned on to mm-hmm. be really wet down there. Like Vaginally. So, um, but yeah, a lot of times like you're in your head or you're like kind of in an acting mode or something. Right. And so, so it just makes it. it easy. And I'm always asked like if I have a preference for silicone or water-based or if I have any allergies mm-hmm. and oh, so nice. all of that stuff is important. I love it. 
Well, thank you, Sophia, so much for being here. I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and open and I, I love what you do. I think it's incredible. I'm going to have to watch some of your. <laughs> oh, I would love that. That's awesome. I haven't watched any, um, but now that I know you, I feel like, I, you know, fun. the older I've gotten, I feel like I need more of that, like emotional connection with sexual partners or just even watching like porn doesn't really get me going. Like I'd much rather watch me and my partners, like our own porn. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, but now that I know you, I'm like, mm, she's sexy. I'm going to go oh, watch some of her mommy like, stuff. <laughs> Let me know when you do. Okay. I would, love, I would, it's going to make me blush. Um, yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really awesome. And I just, this is such a great conversation. Thank you for having it and for being so open and sharing your own things with me too. I appreciate you. I'll see you soon. All right, Thank sounds you. good. Thanks. <laughs> 